Hey there, this is Vicki. Welcome to another episode of Intuition, Your First Sense. This week, we will be talking about past lives. This was a request I had from a wonderful client, and I haven't talked about it in so long. And then I thought, wouldn't it be fun to have a couple shorter episodes that have one subject where I can cover it's kind of going to be an overview of them. I can't go into your individual past lives without having you here with me, or at least connecting with you intuitively, but to learn a little bit about them. And one of the things that I want to do with this podcast, and I've really have strived to do with this podcast, is to take the drama, to take the bigness out of all of these topics of what is energy and what are our souls going through. Of course, it's from my perspective and my experience of several decades, um, well, five decades living in myself, but over two decades of doing this work. And to bring it to a place where it's understood, it's appreciated, and you know, maybe blended in with the physical life that we're living, because I really do believe that that's why we're here, to blend this soul experience knowledge with this physical self that we have and have an amazing go of it. So past lives is something that I am able to see in someone. I often don't make direct eye contact with people, and it's not because I'm rude or have any particular challenge with that. I actually love looking at people's beautiful eyes. But what happens with Vicky's wiring is if I look directly into someone's eyes, I get this movie that flashes much like it is in a regular movie you're watching where they do a memory scene and they have flashes from each you know time in someone's life. That's what happens to me when I look directly into someone's eyes. And I've always found it distracting because I want to be present. I want to be where we are today in this lifetime. I respect the fact that those past lives exist and I know they do. I can experience my own, but I don't want to be distracted by the being that's in front of me that I'm connecting with because the movie is fun to watch because I promise you, it is fun to watch. Although sometimes we have to realize that we weren't all royalty. Not everybody can be royalty. A lot of the times when people are interested in a past life regression or understanding their past lives, maybe because there's a phobia in this lifetime and they want to understand was that programming placed in a previous lifetime, we are not all royalty. You were not all big game changers. However, you all had a huge effect on the continuum of this universe and the effect of your own life as well as the people that were in it and that are in it today. So please dismiss <laughs> the desire to find out that you were, you know, the queen of something, the king, uh, a gladiator. Now, maybe you were, but yeah, chances are you were a wonderful farmer or mercantile person, or you helped to move forward the progress of medical information. You know, things like this are important. We need to stop thinking that unless we're on the top rung of anything, we have no effect in life. Everyone has an effect. We all create a ripple in this universe. It's just being present 
and paying attention to that ripple. So past lives, yes, you've had many. The majority of the people that I have worked with anyway have had hundreds. And it's not to say that you lived 80 years uh, or more in each of these lifetimes, because if you think about just the trajectory of our planet and the lifespan and all of that, a lot of the decades, a lot of the centuries even, we didn't make it past 30 years old. And so that means that you can rack up quite a few lifetimes, especially if you consider that we've all been that being that was miscarried or was maybe a terminated pregnancy or that was a victim to the flu or pandemics and everything. There are shortened experiences that happen as a result of the physical conditioning or accidents and such like that. So even though you may have had hundreds of lifetimes, likely a third of those you made it past 30 years old. So that's why it's important, I think, to pay attention and to learn and to put as much effort as we can into understanding who we are in each lifetime. So as you go through these lifetimes, you accumulate knowledge and that stays in what's considered the cellular memory. And that's the life memory of your soul. Your soul does not die, croak, kick the bucket, check out each lifetime. Your physical body does. Your soul continues. And this cellular knowledge is, think of it as a, um, a hard drive that holds the information up from each lifetime. A lot of the information will have been purged. Maybe you defragged. I like to think of it as a car wash. Each time we croak, we go through, there really is a tunnel. There really is white light. But you go through this and there's a clearing off of the incidentals, the things that are not important. The day you got upset while you were driving because somebody cut you off or all of that information, maybe an argument you had with someone that really wasn't a big deal, but it's still somewhere in the files of your own computer that gets cleaned out. And then you start with the more pertinent long-term memories that are important. So maybe a skill set. That's why we have these three, four-year-olds that we call prodigies coming in. But there's a cellular memory component to that, that in some lifetime, we develop the skill over and over and over again. And then it got enhanced and then we bring that forth. And that's what we are actually doing. Each lifetime, there is an intention from the soul, I believe, to learn. Each person has its own blueprint, I call it. And like when I'm meeting with someone, I'll see this blueprint and know what their soul was intending to learn in this lifetime. So each lifetime, there'll be a different learning or intention because you know, you're, you're expanding, hopefully you're growing. And there have been people who have said to me, I don't think I've had many lifetimes. And I disagree with them because if you're new to this whole process, you're a new soul coming in and you haven't had lifetimes. My feeling is you would not be talking to me, seeking higher knowledge of yourself or understanding of how you're wired. It just wouldn't work that way because when a new soul is coming in, they're very fixated on the fundamental human practices. So acquiring things, relationships, 
um, usually bad at relationships and very self-centered and that type of thing. So I rarely see those type reaching out to me to say, I'd like to understand myself better. So know that if you're even listening to this, you have had so many go rounds and start appreciating that rather than feeling the drudgery of so many lifetimes. Be proud of yourself. There's a movie that just came out, I believe it's either Disney or Pixar. I'm not sure who put it out. But it's called Soul. And I watched it the first night it came out because I wanted to make sure that if the message was anything but closely accurate, at least to my experience, that I could say yay or nay. And I believe, of course, everybody has to make their own decisions and perceptions and everything. But people do look to me to those kinds of uh, assessments. And they did a really good job with that movie. So if you haven't seen it, I don't care if you have kids in your life um, or in your home or anything like that. Please watch it because not only was the music amazing, they did a very good job with it. So each lifetime that you experience, you're, you're cultivating knowledge and you're expanding upon what you've known before. And I'm going to do another episode about the continuum of the soul, which will have a little bit more information about this. But this one in past lives, sometimes people want to visit that through past life regression, through hypnosis. It's fine. Go ahead. But do it with the idea of entertainment, of it'll be fun to experience this rather than this is going to solve all of my problems. Because I believe with energy, if you're looking back, you're creating forward. So if you spend all your time looking in the rearview mirror, where are you going? Like you're going to go in circles. You're not going to make progress moving forward. So see it as something that's playful, that's fun. I once did one when my daughter was, she was about 14 and we were having you know, the typical teen parent challenges. She's an amazing kid. So I was very blessed in that the other two wore me out, but she was pretty awesome as a teenager. Um, (laughs) Challenging, but awesome. And I had someone in teaching a class about past life regression and she led us through one and I found it pretty relaxing actually. My intention was to understand what was the power struggle between Kayla and myself. What was that dynamic that was going on so that I could understand if there was something previous, then how could I address it today or at that time, which is about 15 years ago now, which blows my mind a little bit. But when we did the past life regression, they Lori led us through where we would look at our feet to see you know what the time frame was to look at the shoes was i barefoot was i wearing sandals um you know what was going on she didn't lead that but i thought about that after and when i looked down i at one point during this past life regression i looked over and i knew that i was a male energy and i knew that my buddy was standing right next to me and we were about to get into some trouble <laughs> And when I (laughs) did this and when I scanned up our bodies, by the time I got to the shoulders, I knew that this energy that was standing next to me was Kayla, only we were in a previous lifetime, somewhere in the like 1600s, somewhere in there. And (laughs) I remember thinking, 
Oh, oh, this explains a lot. Okay. She's always been wise. She's always been way older than her chronological years. And um, I knew that and, and honored that. But she also needed to be a kid in this lifetime and needed some boundaries. So <laughs> as I'm coming up and I realize that this is my buddy and we did adventures and I'm pretty sure we caused some chaos in our time. I realized that some part of her programming held on to the fact that we were peers, that we were equals, that she didn't necessarily need to listen to me or take into consideration the fact that I was one of the prevailing energies in the home. And I remember coming out of that laughing a little bit, really finding it endearing. And then after it was all done, went home, told her about it. And I remember her response being like, that makes so much sense because even though my head says to respect you as my mother, the rest of me is like, this is my bud uh, and we're equals. And it did shift a little bit after that, which was which was fun. And now that she's 28, well, actually, since she was like 17, 18, we can be in that peer space. And I know when she needs her mom, she usually calls me mama rather than mom. And I know I need to be in that role. But most of the time we can be in this peer energy and we can really enjoy each other. Now, if you have a child in this lifetime or think of your own parent, I promise you, you have done lifetimes together. So it may not be the most harmonious relationship either. You may want to look at that and figure out, do you want to continue this? Because as you go into your next lifetime, you, you choose who you're going to hang out with. You may want to look at that and see if it's not something that you shift. So as you look around to your own experience, start paying attention to what are the things that I like that I maybe can't understand why I like it? Um, you know, maybe there's a, an affinity for bagpipe playing, but you have absolutely no heritage in that department. Well, likely you do, only it's in your programming. It's in your own computer space. When you're exploring this, please keep in mind that it has contributed to who you are today. So wherever you've gone, however you've traveled in previous lifetimes and in this one, it's contributing to the whole self that you are. So even if you've experienced tragedy in a past life, that doesn't mean you bring it forward and you continue to play it out. I have had people come to me and say, well, I hurt someone in a previous lifetime, so this is my karma for this lifetime. And as politely as possible, I call bullshit on that. Because while you may have hurt someone in a past life, we don't get out of any lifetime without someone being hurt as a result of our actions. While you may have done that, there's no scorecard where you have to make good on it in this lifetime. What there is is a, a an understanding or a knowing from your own soul that if you did something intentionally that you understand going into the next lifetime that I'd rather not be that type of person. I'd rather evolve. So 
if you've been led to believe that you somehow created something in the past and you're paying for it in this lifetime, knock it off. Because all that is doing is keeping you caught in an old story that is not even pertinent and it's allowing you to victimize a past life and it's also allowing you to be a victim in this lifetime of a previous lifetime and is there not enough in being a human soul to deal with than to bring that stuff forward just knock it off it's one of the things that i get a little frustrated with in the teachings in you know, mysticism and in um, meta and in uh, just all of the, I'll say it, woo-woo stuff that frustrates me because I feel like it's a teaching of trapping. It's a way to continue to keep people small when in fact, each lifetime we come through to see how much we can experience and how much we can affect the goodness and the greatness that's in this world. So it frustrates me when I hear that messaging. Use the idea of past lives and the idea that you will go on to have other lives as something that's information. It's informational only. Um, and to be humorous about it. Um, I <laughs> once went to an event with a friend of mine and it was an expo and we were walking around and there was this woman who was doing uh, a talk. So we sat down to listen to what she was talking about and she was talking about past lives and she was good. She was really good. Well, my friend who obviously knows me well, we were in hysterics because this woman came right to me and she's like, previous lifetime, you were a dairy farmer, you had eight kids, um, and I can't remember what the other things were, but it was hysterical because I love cheese. I love cheese. Um, and the... That was one of the things that we both got giggling about because we had just had a conversation about how much I love cheese. And I said, well, this makes so much sense, right? I probably learned to make cheese from the, on the dairy farm. I'm also one of eight kids in this lifetime and have said I am okay in the next lifetime having one or no siblings <laughs> because it's just not my forte. I love my siblings. It's just not what I want to do again. And so that type of stuff, it's fun. So like when I have, every time I've tried to re release dairy for my life, and right now the only thing I allow is hard cheese, um, I laugh. I'm like, well, that's my past life. You know, I learned to love dairy then. Um, and I do think cows are adorable. So, <laughs> so use it as something that it helps to enhance you. And when you're looking at your kids, get curious about it, but don't make it a big deal, please. Past lives can be something that enhances, that we embrace about the soul continuum, which I'll cover, like I said, in another episode. But please let it be entertainment. Now, there are times where, like actually the same friend who went to the expo with me has a true phobia of birds. Now, that's been contributed to in this lifetime. But I can honestly say that I know that that is from a previous lifetime and it, it, it is in her programming. And we've worked on it and she's worked really hard uh, to be accepting of it um, while still having a hard time with the flapping of those wings. So the there are some true 
messages that can get stuck in the cellular uh, memory. And again, you can have, you can have understanding of that. You can work on that. You can do it through hypnosis. You could do it through uh, neuropathway work. Although the neuropathway work is more this lifetime, um, you can affect soul memory by doing the neuropathway work with someone that can tap into your soul, like myself. So, um, <laughs> so there are some, there is some truth to the fact that our past lives affect us, but I would love for you to understand it and to be light about it. There are some great books out there, Many Lives, Many Masters, uh, Journey of the Souls. Um, there's some good material out there that's fun to read and to explore, um, and, but please keep in mind that you are in this lifetime and there are enough distractions in this lifetime already without adding a humongous rearview mirror. So let's look through the windshield to where we are and where we're headed and embrace that while appreciating the fact that, man, we are fascinating, aren't we? I am so grateful you're in my lifetime, in this lifetime. Uh, we've maybe danced in previous ones and perhaps we'll see each other in future ones. And that is what makes all of this so stinking amazing. And I hope you start to embrace that uh, perception for yourself or whatever works for you. Thank you so much for participating and I will see you in the next episode. Thank you for listening to Intuition Your First Sense. I'm so grateful to have you here. It's like a gift to me every week. And speaking of gifts, did you know that you can purchase gift certificates on my website? vickybaird.com for yourself, for others. You can purchase coaching packages and gift those out. So please head on over to vickybaird.com and purchase your electronic gift certificate.